Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we're heading up to the Pacific Northwest to visit with Tom Rawson. He's got two recordings out so far with another in the making. His first is called Outside the Lines, and the second is Where the Coho Flash Silver. He's a teacher and a folk singer, always putting his time and effort toward helping improve the world. He joins us today from Washington State. Tom, it's great to have you here for Song of the Soul. Thanks so much, Mark. It's great to be here. You're somewhere over by Seattle, aren't you? Is that where you live? Have you lived there a long time? I've lived in Seattle 30, it'll be 32 years this July 4th. When I arrived in town, uh, they were so happy they set off fireworks, July 4th, 1978. So I've been here uh, over half my life. Where were you before you headed out to Seattle? I was born and raised in uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, right outside of New York City. Went to college in upstate New York, and then I headed out to Seattle. Your day job, I believe, is as a teacher, although I think whenever you can, you get in music. Do you do music at school? Is it after hours? What is this music that you do? Yes, I am a school teacher is my day job, but the music is uh, just such an important part of my life. I do all kinds of music. I started out playing guitar in college, and I just sat around playing James Taylor and Neil Young songs. Then when I, after I moved to Seattle, I got very involved in the peace movement out here. 
I'd be at conferences and rallies and meetings, and sometimes they'd need somebody to lead a song. And I knew how to play a little guitar, so I'd get up and lead a few of the gospel and, you know, sing-along protest songs that I knew. So sort of it evolved in my uh, late 20s, early 30s. I was just learning kind of the Pete Seeger stuff that people like to sing at political events. And then over time, I sort of expanded to all kinds of topical folk music. So now, even though I have a day job, I go out and I play at folk festivals and I do benefit concerts for peace and social justice groups and I play at coffee houses and things like that. And then I do a lot of music with children, both as part of my job as a school teacher. I teach in uh, in the primary grades, uh, kids who are six, seven, eight years old. I do a lot of music with the students in my school and then outside of school I do folk song and storytelling performances for children as well. Well, as we go through the songs for your Song of the Soul, it'd be nice to identify what kind of crowds you'll be doing them for. Is this one that you do in the schools? Is this one you do at the protest march? So start us off. What's your first song for your Song of the Soul? Well, the first one is Spirit Song, which is a song by Bill Staines. Bill Staines is a songwriter from Dover, New Hampshire. I guess he's most well-known for his song, All God's Critters Got a Place in the Choir, and also songs like River and Roseville Fair. Spirit Song is one of his less well-known songs, but it is just such a wonderful song. To me, it sort of summarizes my, my spirituality. I would sing this song at an evening coffeehouse performance or concert. Uh, I usually play it on the Mountain Dulcimer. sounds very nice. In fact, on the recording, it's on the Mountain Dulcimer. So probably wouldn't do this one in an upbeat outdoor political event kind of situation, but certainly would do it in a nice intimate evening setting. Why is it that it names your spirituality? What is it about it that captures that for you? Well, it's a song about hope, and the very last verse says, When there's music all around you, but you just can't seem to hear. When the answer's just around the bend, but it never comes up clear. When there's darkness right above you, it's hard to know and understand that there's a heart out there that loves you and a promise in your hand. That line, there's a heart out there that loves you and a promise in your hand, in response to to darkness and unknowing, has always given me great comfort. I think it's it's a broad enough statement about spirituality that it, it can bring a lot of people in. People from all different faiths and spiritual orientations can can embrace that concept. So that's why that song really speaks to me. Well, you've made me too eager to hear it, so let's flip right over to it right now. It's called Spirit Song. It's performed here by Tom Rawson. There stands a misty mountain In the soft and gentle rain Against the flight of endless time Forever to remain Through all the passing seasons Through every night and day I can see that misty mountain And I feel the Spirit say Oh sister, don't you weep Oh sister, don't you weep no more Sun's gonna shine on a golden shore Oh sister, don't you weep Oh brother, don't you weep Oh brother, don't you weep no more Sun's gonna shine on a golden shore Oh brother, don't you weep
Up the rocky road of trouble Down the twisted path of pain Sometimes it is a struggle Sometimes we come up lame But with children on our shoulders You know we face another day And through their shining eyes of innocence I can feel the children say Oh mother don't you weep Oh mother don't you weep no more Sun's gonna shine on a golden shore Oh mother don't you weep Oh father don't you weep Oh father don't you weep no more Sun's gonna shine on a golden shore Oh father don't you weep When there's music all around you But you just can't seem to hear When the answer's just around the bend But it never comes up clear When there's darkness right above you It's hard to know and understand But there's a heart out there that loves you And there's a promise in your hand Oh, people, don't you weep Oh, people, don't you weep no more Sun's gonna shine on a golden shore Oh, people, don't you weep There stands a misty mountain In the soft and gentle rain Against the flight of endless time Forever to remain Through all the passing seasons Through every night and day I can see that misty mountain And I feel the Spirit say Oh, sister, don't you weep Oh, sister, don't you weep no more Sun's gonna shine on a golden shore Oh, sister, don't you weep Oh, brother, don't you weep Oh, brother, don't you weep no more Sun's gonna shine on a golden shore Oh, brother, don't you weep That was Spirit Song. It's a live performance, obviously, by Tom Rawson. Both your recordings I have, Tom, they're live performances. Don't you go into the studio? Do you always want to do it with a live performance? Is that particularly the energy of what you do? Exactly. I always want to record live because what I do, my art is about performance. It's not really songwriting. I've written a few songs, and my songs come alive when I'm singing them to and with people. What I really like to do is to get people singing along with me on on most of the songs. But on all the songs, the song is just doesn't quite have the life that it needs unless there's an audience there. So that's why we did both recordings live. And I'm actually working on a third recording now 
which is also a live recording. What was your background? What is your background religiously, spiritually? I always tell people I was sort of spiritually abused. Maybe that's a little bit strong, but we had officially in my family no religious affiliation. Although my father came from a a Jewish family and my mother had Catholic ancestors. My parents both called themselves atheists. We never went to church. I went to a lot of private schools and summer camps where, you know, they had vespers. So I was exposed to a lot of the Protestant form of worship, although I didn't really have any personal investment in it. And I also sort of felt that most of the people that I met, you know, as I was growing up that identified themselves as religious people or associated with a particular faith, I, I found a lot of hypocrisy in what they were doing. When I was a child, we had some uh, next-door neighbors, these kids who went to uh, Catholic school. And they would tell me about what the nuns told them in school every day, about this wonderful God that loved everybody. But if you're not Catholic, you're going to go to hell. Something about that didn't make sense to me. So I had really no use for, for organized religion or any kind of religion. But then in my early 20s, when I got involved in the peace movement out here in Seattle, I met a lot of people who identified themselves very strongly with their religion, people of faith, uh, some radical Catholic people, and some Quakers. And a lot of what they were saying and the examples they set with their lives in, in their peacemaking, uh, not just you know the fact that they were going out and protesting nuclear submarines, but they were also running soup kitchens and hospitality houses and, and really being consistent with their lives and their faith, that something started speaking to me. And I started to go to Quaker meeting in Seattle, and I found a community of people that really supported what I was doing. And gradually I I began to find that the Quaker meeting a very good place for me to explore who I was spiritually and to be open to living in the question. So I've been attending Quaker meeting now for, gosh, 20, almost 29 years, and I recently joined Sam and Bay Friends meeting in Seattle, so now I'm a member. After only 29 years, that's not too bad. I mean, we Quakers don't like to rush into things, I guess. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's the, the Quaker process. It's a lot of discernment involved. It was over 20 years of discernment before I joined. We had a conversation at the Quaker meeting I attend here in Eau Claire about this recently. People who've been attending for 10 years, why have they joined? Why haven't they joined? Did you have any particular thing holding you back, or was it just like you wanted to make sure no one was going to push? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny, but I would ask myself that question every once in a while. I think the thing that finally got me to doing it is I just, I really wanted to take more responsibility and and be more responsible for the well-being of our meeting. And I thought if I was a member, I would, you know, serve on more committees. It's not like I had to be a a member to serve on committees, but I just thought that I would I would take the responsibilities more seriously if I did. And so I finally joined well, let's keep moving on your song of the soul. We got one down, and we got several more to go. So, what do you want to do up for number two for your song of the soul, Tom? How about the family of woman and man? And I guess that must be different than the family of man. Why is it the family of woman and man? Who's it by? This song was written by a fella. Uh, he's deceased now. His name was uh, George Folk. So we call it a folk song because it was written by a guy named Folk. But it's spelled uh, F-O-U-K-E, is how George spelled his name. He lived in the Bay Area for many years and wrote some great songs. It's one of these songs that he wrote three or four verses to it, 
and people have been adding verses to it all the time. It's it's a great song that's gone through the through the folk process. I like it because you can use it in a whole bunch of situations. It's got a very catchy chorus, so you can sing it at public events where there's a lot of people. If you're leading a sing-along, you can do it with kids. It's got lots of great words that kids can understand. It's just a really upbeat song. You mentioned earlier that you picked up guitar along the way, but I don't think there's any guitar in this song. I'm not positive, but I think there's banjo. Is that you, or are you the drums, or are you violin, or what are you? On this song, I'm playing the banjo, and actually on most of the songs I play, I play the banjo. What happened was I took up the guitar in college, but then when I started, as I mentioned before, I sort of became a song leader by default because I'd, we'd be at events and people needed someone to lead a song and I knew how to play the guitar. Well, I thought if I was going to be this kind of song leader, a la Pete Seeger, I should have a banjo. So I took up banjo, never intending it for it to become my primary instrument, but I found that whenever I was at song circles and jams and song swaps and things that everybody had a guitar so i ended up just playing banjo all the time more and more of what i do is on the banjo on this song i play the banjo and you can hear a surdu that's the drum in that recording that's being played by peter langston gosh i can't remember now it's been so long since we made this recording but i think there's some maracas in there maybe linda waterfalls playing those there's a whole bunch of backup musicians, Greg and Jerry Canote, and some backup singers. It's a very festive song. Do you have a band, or is this just people you were just jamming, or how did this come about? Well, these backup musicians, for both recordings, the backup musicians were brought in by the producer. The first album, the producer's name is Linda Waterfall. Great songwriter and just all-around wonderful arranger of songs and producer of records here in Seattle. She kind of figured out what was needed on each of these songs, and then she asked these people to come play with me. Now, as it turned out, of the eight backup musicians, I already personally knew seven of them, because this music community in Seattle is pretty tight. So most of these people are my friends. They're not people I play with regularly, but they're people I know. On the second record, I recorded that up in Victoria, Canada, and while I was good friends with the producer up there, I didn't know any of the backup musicians and he just picked the people he thought would be good, and now they're my friends because we had so much fun making the record together. While we're still dealing with your first recording, the song is Family of Woman and Man, performed here by Tom Rawson and a lot of other folks. All of us are members. All of us are members. All of us are members of the family. And I bid you to as you carry out your plan All of us are members of the family of woman and man Some of us were born near the North and South Poles where the low temperatures are mean Most of us came out in more temperate zones somewhere in between But wherever you happen to pop out whatever the name of that land all of us are members of the family of woman and man. All of us are members. All of us are members. All of us are members of the family. And I bid you to remember as you carry out your plan. All of us are members of the family of 
some are the color of peaches and cream. Some are pumpkin pie. Some are the color of banana nut bread and some of Russian rye. But whatever color you happen to be, it's plain as the back of my hand that all of us are members of the family of woman and man. All of us are members. All of us are members. All of us are members of the family. And I bid you to remember as you carry out your plan. All of us are members of the family of woman and man. Some of us are shaped like cucumbers. Some of us are shaped like pears. Some are smooth like dolphins and eels, and some are hairy like bears. But whatever your shape or texture, whatever your cosmetic plan, all of us are members of the family of woman and man. All of us are members. All of us are members. All of us are members of the keeps growing smaller there's no place left to run to don't you sometimes wonder what the family's gonna come to i mean if some misunderstanding should somehow get out of hand that would be disaster for the family of woman and man all of us are members all of us are members all of us are members of the family And I bid you to remember as you carry out your plan All of us are members of the family of woman and man All of us are members All of us are members All of us are members of the family I bid you to remember as you carry out your plan. All of us are members of the family of woman and man. Definitely an upbeat song. Family of Woman and Man, performed here by Tom Rawson. He's out in Seattle, performs around there. How much performing do you get in per week or month or day, uh, whichever way you measure? Well, right now I, I uh, tell people I'm on sabbatical, which means I only play once a month on the average. <laughs> I'm taking it slow this year. But usually I'm pretty busy. It's rare that more than two or three weeks go by that I'm not doing something. In the summer I'm at a lot of festivals. And in the winter, I do a lot of concerts and coffee houses and things like that. So uh, this coming week, I'm singing at a memorial service in Portland for a dear friend. And then the following week, I have a concert down in Olympia. It's a benefit concert for the local chapter of the Fellowship of Reconciliation. Well, let's keep going. For the next song, where do you want to go? Let's do Coloring Outside the Lines. Why should we do that? What's this about? Are you just one of those people who can't face limits? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that, uh, 
that is it. Although, you know, singing this song and thinking about it has really gotten me to think about the whole concept of limits and why it's good to test them and, and why it's good to sometimes respect them and honor them. This is a song that was written by Tom Hunter, now deceased. He died way too young. I think he was 61 years old when he died last year. But he left behind lots of great songs and lots of great inspiration. Tom Hunter was, uh, in addition to being a songwriter, was uh, he used to organize events where he would get educators together and inspire them to really to teach outside the lines, basically, to really be creative in their teaching. And He wrote this song because his five-year-old daughter, she was five at the time, she had her coloring book out, and she was very carefully coloring inside the black lines. Well, she decided to commit an act of civil disobedience. Her crayon strayed outside the lines. Tom thought, well, that's a great image for a song. So he wrote a song about people dancing outside the lines and teaching outside the lines and about Rosa Parks sitting outside the lines. It's such a great concept. Although every time I sing it in concert, I do implore people, because I'm often singing this song to peace activists and people who like to, you know, really question authority and challenge limits and do everything outside the lines. And I always implore them, please, when you're driving home tonight, drive inside the lines. She sat down to color in her coloring book and She was carefully staying inside the lines When all of a sudden she grinned and she said I'm gonna color outside of the lines this time Coloring outside the lines I'm gonna color outside of the lines this time Coloring outside the lines I'm gonna color outside of the lines this time Color outside of the lines this time it was a group that was learning how to dance and move with particular steps they were supposed to find. When all of a sudden someone jumped up and said, I'm going to dance outside of the lines this time. Dancing outside the lines, I'm going to dance outside of the lines this time. Dancing outside the lines, I'm going to dance outside of the lines this time. Dance outside of the lines this time. She was a brand new teacher just trying things out She was told it was best if she'd toe the line But the kids got bored, they didn't learn too much She said, I'll teach outside of the lines this time Teaching outside the lines I'm gonna teach outside of the lines this time Teaching outside the lines I'm gonna teach outside of the lines this time Teach outside of the lines this time well, she was too tired to move to the back of the bus, so she took the first seat that she could find. She didn't say much, but what she did spoke loud. I'm going to sit outside of the lines this time. Sitting outside the lines. I'm going to sit outside of the lines this time. Sitting outside the lines. I'm going to sit outside of the lines this time. Sit outside of the lines this time. Folks said, son, you look so alone You gotta find a nice girl and make her your wife He said, I ain't lonely, there's a man I love I'm gonna love outside of the lines this time Loving outside the lines I'm gonna love outside of the lines this time Loving outside the lines I'm gonna love outside of the lines this time Love outside of the lines this time 
sat down to color in her coloring book and she was carefully staying inside the lines but all of a sudden she grinned and she said i'm gonna color outside of the lines this time coloring outside the lines i'm gonna color outside of the lines this time coloring outside the lines i'm gonna color outside of the lines this time i color outside of the lines this time i color outside of the lines this time that was coloring outside the lines it's from the recording by tom rosson outside the lines and uh, I was thinking, Tom, as you're saying that, and you're inciting all these kids to civil disobedience. Have you ever had them up and just overthrow you in the classroom? Well, you know, I teach in an alternative school, and people always say, what does that mean, you're teaching in an alternative school? And I tell them what it means is we teach the children to question authority, and then we discipline them when they do. So it's kind of real-life lessons. Uh, Yes, I am always teaching and helping kids to learn how to think for themselves and also letting them know that there are times in life when you need to figure out when you're going to respect the limits. Tell me a little bit more about that school that you teach at. What's the name? What's it about? How big is it? The school I teach at now is called The Little School, and it's a small independent school. It serves children ages 3 through 12. I teach 6- and 7-year-olds this year, but I've done everything ages 4 through 9 we have ungraded, multi-age classrooms, and our philosophy is that we, we follow a child development model. We believe that you know kids learn at a different pace. Everyone has sort of a different developmental timetable for their cognitive development as well as their physical development. So we like to give them a nice space to sort of grow and learn, and we follow a constructive model. We believe that most meaningful learning for children happens, they construct information based on their experiences and the teacher as instructor is one component of their construction but it's not the only part of it before i taught here i taught for thirteen years in an alternative school in seattle public schools also a very progressive school so i'm just completing my twenty-fifth year as a school teacher here in the seattle area well let's keep going on the music that you've picked out for your song of the soul we're next to mister tom rawson by the way what do your students call you Tom. Okay, Tom, go for it. What's the next song? Let's do Peterson's Farm. And why should we do Peterson's Farm? Peterson's Farm is a song that I wrote, and I I don't write too many songs, so that in itself is exciting. It's a song I wrote. I used another tune. The tune was Penny's Farm, which is a, a folk song about sharecropping in North America. And Peterson's Farm came to me one day in 1980, when I was very involved in the campaign to draw attention to the first strike weapons being deployed on the Trident submarines at a naval submarine base about 20 miles from Seattle. And the one thing that happened as a result of this submarine base being built is that they built a highway to the base, and in the process of building the highway, they had to appropriate farmland as you can imagine, none of the farmers were too happy about that. And one of the farmers was a fellow named Jerry Peterson and his wife, Dorothy. Jerry Peterson said, it's a sin to pave farmland in a hungry world. And I was very inspired by that statement of his and sort of thinking about, you know, one of the consequences of the arms race was that, you know, we were, we were losing farmland in a hungry world to feed this nuclear beast. And uh, long about this time, seven people, some of whom I knew personally, 
went out and sat in front of the bulldozers that were uh, clearing away this path for the highway. So uh, I was thinking about the song Penny's Farm, Hard Times in the Country out on Penny's Farm, and all of a sudden I found myself singing Hard Times in the Country out on Peterson's Farm. So I took that tune and I wrote a song about Dorothy and Jerry Peterson and the folks that tried to stop the highway construction. Let's dive right in. It's Peterson's Farm, performed here by the person who wrote it. It's Tom Rawson's Song of the Soul. Come gather round people, it won't take long. You can listen to my story, you can listen to my song. Just a little tale that's going around about pastures of plenty on Puget Sound. It's hard times in the country, out on Peterson's farm. Pastures of plenty, out on Peterson's farm. Peterson family come into town Spread the seeds of peace all over the ground Just to celebrate life, just to celebrate birth Just to feed some people on a hungry earth Hard times in the country Out on Peterson's farm Pastures aplenty Out on Peterson's farm Then the Navy come into town the missiles go up and the submarines down Gonna build up the county, watch the county grow If you lose a few farms, you'll never even know Hard times in the country, out on Peterson's farm Pastures aplenty, out on Peterson's farm After 31 years of Peterson's farm The highway department sounds the alarm Gonna steal all the land from the next generation Gotta build a big road to the submarine station Hard times in the country Out on Peterson's farm Pastures aplenty Out on Peterson's farm Slams on the brakes, he can't find the path, he can't find the stakes. Who pulled the stakes? So who's got the right? Was God's own children in the middle of the night? Hard times in the country, out on Peterson's farm. Pastures aplenty, out on Peterson's farm. Poor bulldozer man, this just ain't his day. Seven of those protesters sitting in the way We're gonna sit in this path and we're never gonna roam We're gonna sit in this path till the missiles come home Hard times in the country Out on Peterson's farm Pastures aplenty Out on Peterson's farm The sheriff says, hey, I'm sorry you failed You'll sit in this path till we take you to the jail The seven says, sheriff, jail, yes indeed United in resistance, we can only succeed. Hard times in the country, out on Peterson's farm. Pastures aplenty, out on Peterson's farm. There's seven world citizens down at the court, tried to block the road leading to the Navy's fort. 3,000 people on the Peterson's field say we're gonna stop war, we're never gonna yield. Hard times in the country, out on Peterson's farm 
Pastures of plenty out on Peterson's farm. Cattle on a six-lane road You can't build peace with a trident boat There's a hungry world and it's crying in pain It's lying in the shadow of a nuclear rain Hard times in the country Out on Peterson's farm Pastures aplenty Out on Peterson's farm But there's seeds of hope on the road's blacktop Fields of life, it's a bumper crop. Take a trip with me, it won't do you no harm. They're harvesting peace out on Peterson's farm. Hard times in the country, out on Peterson's farm. Pastures aplenty, out on Peterson's farm. Acres of honey, out on Peterson's farm. Thousands are singing, out on Peterson's farm. Pastures aplenty out on Peterson's Farm. And that's by Tom Rawson. It's called Peterson's Farm. There's a part in one of the later verses there, Tom. You, you talk about you know, a few thousand people out on the farm. Did they block the road? Did every, was it massive civil disobedience? What happened there? Please tell me that there's a happy ending. Uh, well, I don't think the story has ended yet. There's an unhappy ending in that Dorothy and Jerry did end up losing their, you know, about a third of their farm, and the submarine base did get built, and there are submarines based there now, and there's still people out there protesting them, including me. I go out there about three times a year and play my banjo while people are getting arrested. But what happened to the Petersons' farm is the highway was built, but before it was completed, there was a big demonstration to draw attention to the submarine base there, and uh, there was massive civil disobedience. It was in October of 1979. 112 people were arrested. I was one of them. And the day before the people went trespassing on the base to protest the submarines, there was a big rally held at the Peterson's farm. Dorothy and Jerry lent their land for us to stage the rally. And so that's the reference to the few thousand people. Well, that seems like a pretty good start to a place to live. So I'm going to offer you that as a lead-in to the next song that you've picked. You want to tell everybody what it is? Yes, let's do Somewhere to Begin. This song was written by T.R. Ritchie, who is a songwriter who used to live in Seattle, and he now lives in Utah. He just writes some pretty amazing songs. I first learned this song from Dennis Donnelly, who's the guy in Victoria who produced my second CD. And I just took to it right away. It's such a, such a beautiful song. Kind of a funny thing was I had met T.R. Ritchie, the songwriter, several times, but never really knew him very well. But after I recorded the second CD with his song on it, of course I sent him a copy and, and a royalty check. And about a year later, he was at a folk festival that I was at, and I had a chance to talk to him a little bit. And then I was doing my set at the festival. This was at the Tumbleweed Music Festival in uh, Richland, Washington, which is in the eastern part of the state. I had my set all set up. It did not include this song. And I look out in the audience, and there's T.R. Ritchie. Come to hear me sing. 
Well, I was so flattered. So I immediately rearranged the set in my mind and put his song into it. And I don't know, three or four songs later, I started singing his song, Somewhere to Begin. Then I look out in the audience and he was gone. And then my set continued. And about two songs after I finished his, he came back. <laughs> and I saw him later. And I said, TR, I did your song for you. He said, oh, sorry I missed it. I guess it was the pause that refreshes. <laughs> he didn't give an explanation, huh? No, nah, he was just wandering around. Anyway, this is a beautiful song that is, again, another sort of hopeful song. And it basically says, you know, things may be really bad and people may be very pessimistic, but uh, you got to start somewhere. And a song is somewhere to begin. People say to me, oh, you got to be crazy. How can you sing at a time like this? Don't you read the news? Don't you know the score? How can you sing when so many others grieve? People say to me, What kind of fool believes that a song will make a difference in the end? By way of a reply, I say a fool such as I Who sees a song as somewhere to begin A song is somewhere to begin The search for something worth believing in If changes are to come, there are things that must be done And a song is somewhere to begin Say to me, oh, you gotta be crazy. How can you dream at a time like this? Don't you read the news? Don't you know the score? How can you dream when so many others grieve? People say to me, what kind of fool believes that a dream will make a difference in the end? By way of a reply, I say a fool such as I To seize a dream as somewhere to begin A dream is somewhere to begin The search for something worth believing in If changes are to come, there are things that must be done And a dream is somewhere to begin say to me, oh you gotta be crazy, how can you love at a time like this? Don't you read the news, don't you know the score, how can you love when so many others grieve? People say to me, what kind of fool believes that love will make a difference in the end? By way of a reply, I say a fool such as I Who sees love as somewhere to begin Love is somewhere to begin 
the search for something worth believing in. If changes are to come, there are things that must be done. And love is somewhere to begin. Love is somewhere to begin. Love is somewhere to begin. The search for something worth believing in. If changes are to come, there are things that must be done. And love is somewhere, and a dream is somewhere, and a song is somewhere to be. The song is Somewhere to Begin, was from Where the Coho Flash Silver, Tom's second recording. Your website, where are people going to find your stuff? Where are they going to find you? www.tomrosson.com Not to pick sides politically, but back between 2000 and 2008, every time you said www, didn't you cringe? <laughs> well, yeah, I... Uh... I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Republicans, but I do think that it's important that Republicans come to my concerts. So I, I try not to do songs that are too divisive. I try to do songs that will bring people in. Yeah, it was, it was a tough eight years, but I'm glad we got through it. I'm predicting that during those eight years, the demand for your music actually went up. Is that the way it worked? You know, this is so funny that you mentioned that, because I always tell people, that the Republicans are so good for my music career that economists have studied unemployment going up in years of Republican rule, but going way down in that very small sector of the economy called folk singers. I said I was kind of dreading Barack Obama's selection because I thought it would, you know, put me out of work, but I seem to be finding gigs. I call it kumbaya economics, the phenomenon where Republicans drive folk singer unemployment down when the rest of the economy unemployment goes up. Well, hallelujah to that. <laughs> I guess there has to be a bright side of every dark cloud, right? That's right. Well, let's keep on moving. we got just a little bit of time left here. Where's next on your Song of the Soul journey? Let's do Circle of Light. Why would we want to do that at this time of year? Summer's the time for light, right? Yes, but uh, winter's the time to sing about it. Help us remember that, it, that it's going to come back. And it's just such a beautiful song. It was written by Betsy Rose, who uh, is a friend of mine. She lives in the Bay Area. It's a brilliant song just in terms of its construction, because it's a circular song. It sings about a circle of fire and a circle of light and a circle of peace and a circle of friends and a circle of song, right back to a circle of fire and a circle of light. And it's, again, a song about hope. And it's a song with a lot of words. It's not an easy one to get crowds of people to sing along with, but there's a lot of places for people to echo along. And then I guess my request is, as we're listening to this song, all you out there in listener land, why don't you join in and sing along, echo back, join us as Tom Rawson sings Circle of Light. In a circle of fire, in a circle of light, come together, come to sing, come to this night. Come on sisters, come on brothers, climb on board and hang on tight, we're taking flight in a circle of light. In a circle of light, in a circle of peace, 
You can lay your burdens down and be released Every heart is hungry, come on, welcome to the Feast of Harmonies In a circle of peace In a circle of peace In a circle of friends Leave your troubles at the door and start again No more whispering in the shadows Come on, join the angel band and lend a hand In a circle of friends in a circle of friends, in a circle of song, every frog and every sparrow sing along. If they told you to be silent, you could show them they were wrong. It'll make you strong. In a circle of song, in a circle of song, in a circle of fire, catch the spark that sets you blazing with desire. Every voice can move a mountain, every breath can be a choir, and we'll conspire in a circle of fire. Come to sing, come to this night Let it echo in the valley Let it ring from the mountain height We're taking flight In a circle of light Gonna set things right In a circle of light Gonna sing all night In a circle of light That was Circle of Light. Tom Rawson's here with me today for Song of the Soul. I think, Tom, we've got time for one more song. What can we squeeze in here to finish off your Song of the Soul? Let's do Love and Justice. This song was written by Judy Fiel. Uh, Judy lives in uh, Montana in, in a town called Big Timber, Montana. It's about 70 miles west of Billings, right on the Yellowstone River. I had the uh, privilege to visit with Judy in, in Big Timber about a year ago, and she let me go fishing right off her land there. She's right on the Yellowstone River. I caught a, a nice rainbow trout, about 14 inches, and I, uh, I put it back in the river because I want to go back and visit Judy again and, and catch that same fish again. Anyway, Judy's a great songwriter, brilliant songwriter, and this song has got lines like, um, When you write your sweetheart a letter, it's all about love. But the durable power of attorney, it's about justice. Just saying that, you know, yes, love is important and so is justice. And to try to keep a, a good balance between the two is a good way to live our lives. I don't mean to be too ignorant, but the durable power of attorney, what's that got to do with uh, your love? That's a reference to, there's a lot of people, because of the marriage laws, in most of North America, there's a, an entire segment of the population that's prohibited from marrying and getting the, the legal protections afforded by marriage. So one thing that people do when they're actually not in a marriage relationship but they want to have those same protections is they have a durable power of attorney, which means, you know, if you're married, your spouse can make decisions for you uh, if you're incapacitated. But if, you, if you're in a relationship where the person's not officially your spouse, you fill out this durable power of attorney, and that gives that person that power. So that's what that's a reference to. 
Well, then let's all cheer for durable power of attorney as we listen to Tom Rawson's final song for his Song of the Soul. The song is Love and Justice. What's it all about? It's all about love. What's it all about? It's about justice. What's it all about? It's about love and justice and the way we can all live in the world. When you let down a wall, it's all about love. When you tear down a wall, it's about justice. Building bridges, crumbling walls, it's about love and justice and the way we can all live in the world. When you hold a woman's hand, it's all about love When you protect her right to choose It's about justice When your heart and your head are connected It's about love and justice And the way we can all live in the world What's it all about? It's all about love What's it all about? It's about justice What's it all about? When you share your thoughts with me, it's all about love. When we agree to disagree, it's about justice. The freedom to speak, it's about love and justice. And the way we can all live in the world. When you walk in the old growth forest, it's all about love. When you take steps to protect her, it's about justice. This path that we are on, it's about love and justice And the way we can all live in the world What's it all about? It's all about love What's it all about? It's about justice What's it all about? It's about love and justice And the way you write your sweetheart a letter, it's all about love, but the durable power of attorney, it's about justice, it's the present and the future, and it's about love and justice, and the way we can all live in the world, when you reach out to your lover, it's all about love, but when you act up, it's about justice, oh the quilt, and the margin, it's about love and justice And the way we can all live in the world What's it all about? It's all about love What's it all about? It's about justice What's it all about? Put a daisy in a bayonet, it's all about love. But when you boycott General Electric, it's about justice. It's the power of the heart, and it's about love and justice. And the way we can all live in the world. What's it all about? It's all about love. What's it all about? It's about justice. What's it all about? It's about love and justice and the 
Love and Justice, performed here by Tom Rawson. And again, who was it written by? Judy Feel. And people should look her up. But when they want to look you up, Tom, where do they go? They can find me at www.tomrawson.com. You'll find song samples there and ways that you can order my CDs, information about where I'll be playing. Yeah, come visit. Send me an email. I'd like to hear from people. It's been great having you here today, Tom. I really look forward to hearing more of your music as it comes out, this new CD. People can go again to tomrawson.com. You'll, of course, find a link via my site, northernspiritradio.org. Thanks again so much for joining us today for Song of the Soul, Tom. Thank you, Mark. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can 